will be harmonized where, about? wherever you listen to things back about? again with another typical chaotic entrance to the podcast i'm cameron lavi jones from king young blood with Jaden grayson and stay safe Knox. what's up you know it's very mm. funny right now our studio where we usually do our tapings is under repairs right now so we are all we'll we'll post a picture so please Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all this other stuff. Eventually, we'll but, post. Them. But we are, we are all, uh, we oh. are all horizontal, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> making sense to the. We're recording in Cameron's room yeah. instead of in the studio, and we're laying down because there's a bed in here. Don't just tell these people we're horizontal. I, no contact. I, yeah, fair, fair. Speaking of uh, unfull context, today we are going to be talking about Black History Month. So for us, um, we're on the tail end of January. I think it's January 29th today. Monday um, is the first. Got you. And uh, so for us, we are about to go into Black History Month. But by the time that you are listening to this, it'll be wrapping up Black History Month. So we have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Knox, Knox. And also... Knox being the best lawyer I've want, ever had. <laughs> if you want to know about Black History Month in a historical sense, please make your way to Google. It's not black people's job to <laughs> inform you on the history that you can find there or that you can find on YouTube or in your textbooks or talking to your family or talking to your friends or whatever. But it's not a black person's job to educate you on things that are easily accessible. Those more intricate conversations are when we come together and we have dialogue, but it requires you doing your own work to understand. So instead, I put together some a little list of do's and don'ts. Here's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You're going to definitely support <laughs> your black friends' businesses. Yes. yes. You're going to definitely listen to your black friends' music. Yes. You're going to absolutely pull up and support them with whatever little creative, business, financial, whatever venture they've decided to take on. Yes. Yep. yes. What you're not going to do is post another fucking MLK quote. You are not, no. you are not, you are not going to co-opt and whitewash and sanitize by choosing the person that they tried to paint as the most docile who was genuinely so radical. I have so much love for MLK, but I get so sick of people trying to like double down. They do this weird thing on MLK Day and then they pull back up a couple of weeks later with this weirdo shit like, oh, he was the best because he's so peaceful. Like, and you're also not going to just and like be enamored by black people. This isn't your opportunity to sit with us like we're a teddy bear. This is an opportunity for you to genuinely look around where you have people within your community that are black, that are brown, that are doing the work, that are showing up in their lane, in their way, and support them, amplify their message. Use your platform to give them platform. Be a listening ear. Be a good friend. Show up and help, whatever it looks like. But don't co-opt this month or this year or this experience for black people. Period. You be spit. Yep. Bars. Period. Real. Bars. <laughs> Period. Okay, so on that note, we are. I am not obligated to do this, so I'm doing this 
uh, off the basis that you are listening to this podcast and you will slide reparations accordingly. <laughs> Black History Month got its start not as a month, but as Negro History Week. Week. I think it is no coincidence that Black History Month. Carter Woodson. Exactly. That Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> I know that day. That was the craziest sentence I've ever heard. Um, I think it is no coincidence. I know it is no coincidence that Black History Month is the shortest month of the year. But unfortunately, like other holidays that were created by a system and government based off of white supremacy, it has taken anything incredibly powerful and incredibly black and has co-opted it into a pacification, sanitization of what really is going on. So in the same way we were talking about needing full context of information and things like that, you need to understand that the source material for Black History Month was not even really based around celebrating the full story related to black people. And unfortunately, to this day, to this day, <laughs> to this day, <laughs> to this day, to this day, to this day, it is still not telling the full story. We were talking about on uh, the radio show on KVRU 105.7 FM plug. Uh, we were talking about especially how Black History Month has not really felt like it's for black people. And I would really like us to kind of explain a little bit more on that because I think that's going to reveal where a lot of those holes in the context and the understanding are. So, you know, Knox, you, you were talking about this firsthand. You know, why doesn't Black History Month feel like it's been for you? I was. I was talking about this. Um, <laughs> no, I was <laughs> laughing earlier because I'm going to paint a picture for y'all. Uh -huh. Is that that whole, everything that Cameron just said, He's saying it as he's like laying in bed, kind of like in a position that you would why read you a book at me night. On, why are you making it <laughs> it's hot? Like, it's like how you would read a book at night. And I just why are you over. making it hot right now? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying saying. to be an educated black man. <laughs> you trying to trying to tear a horizontal Negro down. Oh my like, God. No time for it. Anyways. Uh -huh. Oh, man. All right. What did you ask me? I, <laughs> I asked you, why doesn't Black History Month feel like it's for you? Oh, okay. I was talking about my first experience really feeling like this was uh, when I was young in elementary school. Um, why are you laughing already? I didn't even say it yet. <laughs> you just said, fuck that question instead. I would much no, 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 no. He answered it. No, he answered no, it. No, he knows where this goes. He answered he, it. He listened to the radio oh, show. Okay. He gave it, 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 it in full context. I okay. need that. Okay. I need that context. Run go, it. go ahead, brother. My bad, dog. First my time I came to this conclusion was when I was young, I was in elementary school, and uh, it was- Jay, shut up. Was she still laughing? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm trying to laugh. I can't hear you laughing. Laugh. Let him tell this story. <laughs> Knox, go ahead. You know what? I don't even want to say no, it. No, please. Come on, bro. I'm going to have to speed run it. Sassy. All right, so when I was young and I was in elementary school, it was February and we was learning about black history and everybody was talking about MLK and all that stuff. And there's talking about black trauma and slavery and everything. And at the same time, I was going to a different school on certain days of the week where I would learn about history, but it was going to be like in higher education style of history. And that's where we were learning about like the Harlem Renaissance. And I was introduced to Langston Hughes and people of that nature. And am I going too fast? No, you're killing He's it. He's still laughing. Keep That's going, bro. I don't, don't. Keep going, I man. All right. And um, nah, bouncing between that school and the institution that I was going to throughout the week, throughout February, I was like, yo, why is this history so much different? Like, why are they telling us about MLK again? Why are they telling us about George Washington Carver again? Like, we already know this history. And this whole entire month at this other institution was dedicated to the Harlem Renaissance. And they went 
comprehensively comprehensively into detail about it and it was really showing black people in light like it was it was it was painting them in a happy picture like this is what black people contributed this is what black people have done this is how creative they can be this is this is really celebrating black people which is what black history month should be doing is celebrating black people and that was my first time when i was like yo this really isn't for us because you know we're learning about our history we're celebrating ourselves we're celebrating other black people constantly throughout the year so when february rolls around it's not like we're doing anything different that's just finally when non-black people jump in and start to celebrate black people as well mm. oh and he be spitting too i know y'all heard that i closed my eyes i did what you do and now right you know, doesn't it you just go on a pathway i really for real this is a little off subject but it's cool because this is a podcast when i'm really trying to get into <laughs> something so there's this lady who like um what is her name I don't remember what her name is, but I'll I'll talk about it later. But there was this woman who informed a lot of the FBI and like worked with a lot of state police and has g- gone all around the country teaching people about body language and how to read people to tell if they're like lying or if there's more of a truth that they can find. And if they're keeping a secret is kind of how she phrased it. And it was really interesting to me because she said like if somebody closes their eyes for seven seconds, nine seconds, like they're lying. And I was like, Ain't that about white? Because mm-hmm. let me just tell you what, I be talking to my ancestors with my eyes closed, rolled to the back of my head. Looking uh, at your brain. My little joint. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like I go into uh, some spiritual higher journey. I don't know what the fuck she was talking <laughs> about, but I be tapping into something else. So I was like, maybe she only be applying this to white people because uh, 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 there ain't no way that she over here gonna try and play me out my ancestral ties. <laughs> like, oh, man. Anyway. I'm, I'm assuming this person that was aiding the feds was not black. No. No, they were not. And they you like they were making these like really extreme body language example. Like if you talk with your shoulder, then that means that you're telling a lie. And it's like we ain't all plain as fuck. Some of us got some flavor to us. We I'm be sorry, talking we can't and moving all with be our vanilla hands. Vanilla conversationalists. No, we cannot. So it really just it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because this information is spread massively to law enforcement, to governing bodies as ways to identify that people are not that there's more of a truth. And it's like, how weird is that to do that with people's body language? How this relates to Black History Month, I really don't know. <laughs> but like, it's, it's, it has nothing to do with it. But it's still very strange to me. It, it just, that concept has been, I'm sorry, y'all. I know that that was probably- Was it a TED Talk you was listening to? It was a TED Talk that I was listening to, but it just made me think about how many times they've pushed- or, or pressed a black person further and further just because from our culture, we're very expressive people. Like, mm-hmm. we're happy people. We are connected people. We we talk with our hands, with our shoulders. We laugh. We're loud. Like, all of these sentiments. And it's like all of these things that naturally identify black people on the reverse have now been criminalized. These natural movements and, like, body language. Mm-hmm. And I just found that to be very, very just... it. it, it it just rubbed me the wrong way. Well, I think it's actually absolutely related to Black History Month. If there's anything that Black History Month has has done the same way that MLK Day has unfortunately done, it's been yet another way where a system has been failing Black people to the point where the way that we communicate and the way that we express ourselves in our culture is being taught by, you know, the same people that grow up into that police position or that, you know, prison 
war. It's like it's both hated and co-opted. Well, yeah, because it's like that information gets taught at the same earliest time that Black History Month starts getting taught in school. Mm. Like when I think about Black History Month, I think about, I was saying this on the radio show, I think about like youth. I think about earlier generations. I, mm. I don't think about Black History Month uh, as much now since I've graduated. Like when I ever I look back or I think about it in, in the past, it's always been this some fucking poster board with like a picture of MLK and then like some quote that was cut off at, at the actual radical part, you know, only <laughs> talk about peace and, and turn the other cheek and all this shit. Um, you know, it's in, in the same way that our full stories haven't been told with the select legends of of the black community that are in those textbooks. You know, it is this is the same people that benefit from a system that's teaching people a part of law enforcement that the way that we speak is bad. It is mm-hmm. that same that same realm of teaching black folks to be dociles goes absolutely hand in hand with teaching non-black people that black people are inherently lying from the way they communicate or violent or all these other things that are just excuses to continue oppressing us either actively or passively. So I think mm-hmm. it's, you know, you might have thought of that as a tangent, but I absolutely see it as connected. I actually low-key, like, Black History Month when I was in college, I just, it reminded me of something, because I was trying to think, like, yeah, when I think about it outside of my, the elementary or the intro, introduction of it, what was it after that? It low-key used to piss me off. Like, when mm. I got into higher ed, it upset me because it <laughs> displays such a stark difference. Like, for one month, y'all are suddenly, like, rallying, like, pro or seemingly accepting of black people. But all of these other days of the month, everything that you do so clearly displays the lack of care, lack of humanity that happens for black people. But this one month, y'all want to act like you've been down with it and that you rock with us and know us. It's so performative. And, And so I guess I have questions about, like, what it looks like to take that back for real. Let's and talk I, about it. I know I said my do's and don'ts, but it's like, I know one way that I'm I'm doing it, like I said, is bringing people on the Instagram live, having conversations with black community members who are um, creatives, artists and whatever. But I don't know what it looks like beyond that. Does it look like me leaning into my elders? Like maybe I need to go spend some time with my people's. Jay, it looks like whatever is healthiest for you as a black person. Well, damn. That's <laughs> I think that's the beauty of of black I'm history. I'm gonna take a nap for the whole month. Listen, leave listen. Me alone, that, listen, that's I mean that's why, leave me alone. that's why I think, you know, the reclamation of power is so critical in all of this. Because in the same way that when we were introduced to Black History Month, it was unfortunately used as a tool to keep us docile or like, you know, only X amount of us are legendary when all of us are legendary. Now that we've gotten a chance to depart from those systems and, and and continue our learning outside of the context that those systems provide, it gives us a chance to understand that Black History Month is what we make of it. Ooh. When you are black, your time is what you make of it because it is even more limited than your time on Earth as a human being. That means if you're going to have 28 days where at the very least these performative-ass crackers... <laughs> Gonna be saying some shit and posting comments and, so and, and all this other stuff about who you are, who your people are over the time that you've gotten a chance to learn about them themselves. At the very least, do yourself a favor and treat yourself the way that this system should have treated you in the first place. Not from a performative basis, 
not from a divisive basis, but from one that actually upholds the black people and the histories that these systems have failed to give the full context on. So, Jay, if that means you taking a nap for 28 days straight, that's cool. I'll bring you to Snuggy. Doc's oh going to bring you to Warm Milk, and yeah. we'll see you on Ooh, the other side. Absolutely. <laughs> I ain't no one now. You ain't going to do this to our people now. Talk about Warm Milk. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to do this now. We're not pushing no cow's milk on this show. Nope. Okay, my fault. <laughs> no cow's Shit. milk. Damn, okay. It's we'll okay. Bring we'll you... talk about that later. We're going to have a food podcast on one of these days over here talking about warm milk. No pork. <laughs> no, no pork. No warm milk. No warm milk. Because no <laughs> that was not cool. All right, apologies. But anyway, <laughs> it's okay. in we'll... support of black friend news. <laughs> um, we bouncing between serious and funny. Like I know. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> it's not over. Like, Why are you saying it like we done, nigga? Damn. Yeah, we're just going on a, a, on a very se- a serious one. tangent. And we well, just... no, because it's like, at, at least the way, God, fuck you, niggas. No, the way that I was thinking about this, especially it's like Black History Month, at least in this conversation, like this is really the first time I've gotten a chance. Like this conversation at its core has been very eye-opening for me because I had not really considered how much Black History Month wasn't for me until I, like many other things about the black experience, since I got a chance to actually hear how other black people were experiencing the same thing that I had. For sure, like I recognize the performative basis of this. And so like, I apologize if I'm killing a mood or some shit for name dropping warm milk. But <laughs> no. For, Definitely for, not. <laughs> for, for, for me, and what gives me a lot of understanding of like why this is so integral, especially for other black people, but non-black people as well, is it's like people don't really understand how ingrained that performative aspect of this is. People don't really see that because, especially because we're, we're shown it so young that it is something that is, we, we, we don't think about it. As far as like, it becomes a part of our own assimilate. We start to assimilate exactly. To that. It's already ingrained into us that this is a thing, and just to be passive about it. Um, so today has really been the first time I've gotten a chance to understand. Like, wow, no, this is this is just MLK Day for twenty eight days. Yeah, and it, but it, and it, but it doesn't have to be. And so, um, in that, it's it's an opportunity, and that's kind of what I'm looking at every day this year as is like I'm taking back my power by seeing every day as an opportunity to understand how I can further engage my community yeah. um, and and the people that are within my circle and outside of my circle even and call them in um, instead of call them out but really call them into the conversation and bring them in and say like what do we want this to be if this doesn't work then how do we do it and and what feels right for us and for everybody the answer may be a little bit different um, but I think that the sentiments will be the same, which is really as, uh, what Knox was saying, which is like to honor and pay homage to the beauty and to the the um, unbelievable contributions that have come from black people and and that have really shaped this country and have built this country, have established our presence and our ability to even call ourselves the greatest nation in the world, which is like a lot to do um but there is so much so much so much that we can learn when we don't try and co-opt the black experience but we really try and uh hold space for it 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 can flourish on its own um and it does despite all of these things that come against it and i think that's so powerful like uh, maybe that's one thing i'm going to try and focus on a little bit more this month is just how how powerful it is to 
be black, to have sustained and have my lineage reach this deep. Um, there's so many of us who've been cut off that live on in our ancestral ties. Yeah. And to really just be guided, you know, if that means I'm walking around the whole damn day with my eyes closed talking to my ancestors, great. But just allowing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, popping my shoulders around, whatever. But um, being being comfortable with my blackness because that's not something that, that's something, yes, that I'm new to because so much of my experience um, has been trying to navigate how to introduce my blackness without it being um, threatening, without it being criminalized, without it being um, used tokenized, without it being used against me and um, or being used to keep me where I'm at. Mm -hmm. That that's probably my biggest one. And so, yeah, I'm going to lean into that. That's something I need to think about more because it's just. Man, it's hard to navigate. Yeah. Knox, what about you? What you how you want to reclaim Black History Month? Either um, for yourself or what you want to see? Man, I never really uh, honestly gave a fuck about Black History Month. Not in the sense that I don't give a fuck about Black History, but I don't give a fuck in the ass in the idea of, you know, America creating a month specifically for black people and choosing not to celebrate them in that month. Mm -hmm. But if I was going to reclaim it, it would look just like that, celebrating black people. And it also wouldn't be February. It would be, let's say, June. Okay. June. June, June. is, June, yeah, I can see it, actually. Yeah, because June Because the barbecues be going exactly, on. Exactly, and yep. we, 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 it's cold as hell in February. Why are we celebrating black people in February? <laughs> it's cold as hell. That's what you think. <laughs> This thing out here cold as hell. <laughs> this thing out here cold. Yeah, for 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 me, you know, I, I also think about Black History Month, especially in the context of just understanding how, in hindsight, it has never really felt like it was for black people. You know, I think about reclaiming it comes in two different ways. You reclaim it as a member of the black community, and you can also help black folks reclaim it if you are not black. So for the Prior, how they do that well if you're not black the way that you help <laughs> how you gonna do that how you gonna do that no that's a great question um if you're not black and you want to help black folks reclaim black history you have to teach very very early on the full stories that textbooks early education in elementary school and public schools private schools as well you have to teach those elements that are being purposefully omitted from the story of black culture and the history behind black people. Mm -hmm. You cannot continue to pacify Dr. King. You cannot continue to solely look at Brother Malcolm as a violent or an extremist. You have to you you can't simply think about Nelson Mandela as if he is so far in the past when apartheid was still going on when you were around. You have to look at things as an incomplete story and a purposefully incomplete story and put in the work to fulfill what is left out. And especially, and it is especially critical to do that for young folks. I remember when some of my earliest memories of Black History Month was I would go to school, I would see all the fucking poster art of, you know, red, black, and green on the science teacher's door <laughs> oh, or man. fucking, you know, 
a, a, a cutout or a painting of MLK with, mm-hmm. you know, some pacifying quote. But when I would come home, my folks would buy me these books, starting with picture books and, and working their way up to, to, you know, actual like novels and things like that and autobiographies of legendary black folks. And I got a chance to learn those things that my folks and now that I know in hindsight that my school would have never taught me purposefully, would have never taught me about Marcus Garvey, would have never taught me about Mm -hmm. the Black Panthers, would have Mm -hmm. never taught me about black women connected to science and math and Mm -hmm. and space and NASA and, and, Mm and, and, and all of those things that make up the truth behind what Mm. black history really is. So if you are not black, where you can help out and allocate your resources is in helping black folks educate their kids where the system that they are in, because they have no other option, the systems that they are in are failing them. Black History Month cannot be a continuation of the pacification of both black people and non-black people. If we are going to get anywhere, and if you are really down with the shit for running the fan on white supremacy and supporting black liberation, then decolonize, educate yourself. Exactly. And start with the kids. I swear to God, if I got an understanding for these things in school and paid attention to them as much as we fucking paid attention to Christopher Columbus, 365, well, excluding summer, but through the whole school year, or learn about Isaac Newton and Galileo and all these Greek and white philosophers and, and, and all these other things, if I learned about my people in the same way, I would have gotten so much closer and so much quicker to the truth and to getting the ability to put in properly the hard work to get to liberation, to end oppression, to get to these things that are so important to me and to important to the people after us. And it is very intentional that these things are left out. I, I think that there's no coincidence that when I think about Black History Month, I think about youth. And mm. so I'll reiterate again, if you are non-black or if you're black too, if there are black youth that are around you or there's a public library or something like that, whatever resources that you have, help black folks and young black folks that are early into the world don't have the, that don't have the same resources to learn about themselves and their people in the proper full story told method help bridge that gap mm. because you're not only helping that black person recognize their full power and get closer on the decolonizational train but you're also helping that black person recognize what makes them so beautiful and so powerful and so motherfucking black. Yeah. You know what? You actually just gave it. Yeah. I really want to focus on giving black youth the tools to tell their own story. Mm. Yes. And it's funny because I'm now realizing that when you're told black history in the narrative that it's given to us, when you go to try and tell your story, you're going to try and tell it the way that you've heard it. Yep. And so hearing nothing but trauma as your story, nothing but struggle or hero's journey as your story. Like the black when, story just becomes, how did you get through this struggle? Exactly. And so instead, really, really, um, 
one, creating tangible, touchable, experienceable joy um, in the lives of Black youth, and then also asking them way more heavily, what was that experience like? What was that joy like? What was that happiness like? Let's dive further into what that was, because on the flip side of that, you will see so many times where Black people have been exploited to go so deep into their trauma but mm-hmm. they are not ever asked to go so deep into their joy, so deep into their happiness, mm-hmm. so deep into their truth when it's not related to trauma. Mm-hmm. So that is something I'm going to figure out how to work in and to work into my daily life um, in, re- in not rewriting, but genuinely writing black history. So, And I'm going to work out cow's milk in my <laughs> Yeah, we're going to learn about that. We're going to um, have that talk. <laughs> yeah, I, I still want to ask you guys the question because you were talking about uh, how do we celebrate that and that's mm-hmm. the youth uh, through the youth or, you know, through empowering people to tell their stories that are separate from trauma or struggle. Or at the very least, just giving them the tools so they can understand the full spectrum. Exactly. Um, as I asked on the radio show, who is somebody that you guys would like to see celebrated more in Black History Month? Jay. Jay, you going to stop. You going to say the same. <laughs> Megan the Stallion. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I would really, really love if we all got our shit together for Megan because Miss Megan has given us historical, educated, college educated, intelligent, beautiful, elegant, a body yaddy yaddy of body yaddy yaddy behavior, and we've acted the fuck up for Megan and not in a good way. We have sat here. I can't think of anything more explicitly telling of the black woman experience than Megan Thee Stallion's experience to climb your way up to the heights of fame, to achieve success for yourself and for your family, to break generational curses, to make efforts, whether you're being, they're being seen or not. Her educational strides are unbelievable with the type of fame that she was met with happening at the same time, the loss of her mother. She gives us an incredible album after we drag her through the dirt for getting shot. She ain't shoot nobody. That was so. She ain't that hurt nobody. So I'm never gonna up. let it go. I really don't fucking care. She got shot and niggas dragged her. And people and it is and it speaks to me. And it spoke to every single black woman who is in touch with themselves. And if you didn't get touched by that, well then, honey, it's because you are so distant from yourself, and you need to sit down and get real close because that should have that should have been a full stop. That was so inappropriate. And to me, she became um, a historical figure to me in that experience because there's nothing that I related with more than feeling shot the fuck down by the system, being literally attacked by people, by experiences, by my, ex- by my lived experience, and having people say, that don't matter. People know what happened and they can see the evidence of it and they say, it don't matter. We don't care. We still gonna rock with this. But we're still going to listen to your music and we're still going to profit and benefit off of you and shake our ass and have a good time around your experience without ever really taking accountability for the way that we treat you within that experience. And still, she is so graceful. To this day, right now, right here. She is so fucking graceful. And Uh, and it's crazy to me. Hashtag Martin, Malcolm, and Meg. Period. Like it's, I'm like dead ass about that because it's oh. not. It's just not cool what happened there, and it's not. It's a part of the conversation. Like y'all were, y'all are so deep in this internalized racism, so deep within this system that you really saw what happened to this sister, and you didn't take it upon yourself 
to stand on the right side of history and you associated with the abuser more than you associated with the abuse and it speaks to where you're at. It don't speak to where Megan at because Megan paid. So let's just be clear. Mm. Knox, I want to hear your answer to this question. Oh, <laughs> Uh, sorry, a, a guy blue. Nah, don't apologize, Jay. You talking <laughs> real shit? Shout out Megan the Stallion. Shout out Megan the Stallion. Shout out Megan the motherfucking Stallion. Stallion. I'm putting, I'm, um, I'm pasting Megan the Stallion's pictures in all your niggas' textbooks. Period. Period. Uh, Go ahead, guy, nah. guy Blueford. Tell me who Guy Blueford is. Oh, you don't know? I don't know. Oh, this well, let me way. tell you. Yet again, where Black History Month has <laughs> failed me as a black man. Guy Blueford is the first <laughs> Black American in space. Really? Mm-hmm. What, First you, brother in space. Do you know what year, by chance? Uh, in the 60s. In the 60s. Yeah, yeah, it was early on. He wasn't the first black man, but he was the first black American. I feel like you- I see how- I feel like you revealed a lot of information. Compelling. In that last, <laughs> in that last part there. He wasn't the first black how, dude, but the first black American. I see how it would seem like I was caught off guard by my own question. <laughs> but- <laughs> Nigga, you had the book. You had the book. I didn't even say that same answer on the last one. <laughs> I just want to hear you guys. I don't even answers. think you answered on the last one. Oh, I think yeah, you I slipped said, by. I, I said Fred Hampton, and that's all. Oh yeah, so we just not gonna talk about. Oh, nah, because you're gonna see a lot of people acting like they've been hip on everything regarding Fred Hampton when this movie drops next month. So basically, no, no, for real, <laughs> for real. Jay, Judas you want to say Judas something? Judas Black Messiah is about to drop, and it's going to tell the story of Fred Hampton, which is already somebody that people should already know about. You know, somebody who was robbed, um, robbed from us at a very early age, and we never got to see the true pot- uh, potential of his voice, and that's because they witnessed the true potential of his voice preemptively and saw it as a threat. Um, I guess the key thing I want to understand is about, you know, both those casts is why. Why do you want to see them celebrated more? Because they're not. Period. They're, they're not. Yeah. You can literally say this about any black person that's made an impact in history. They're just not celebrated. Yeah, that part. They're not. <laughs> because if you honestly right think now. that recycling these half-made MLK quotes and everything else is celebrating black people, y'all trip. Y'all so, y'all trip. Y'all trap. Just listen. Listen. You know what? Y'all go have the day you... In fact... <laughs> <laughs> We gonna stop right here. Jimi Hendrix. Thank you. <gasps> Hold on, I didn't get a chance to answer. Hating ass niggas. I tried to end this podcast. Damn. <laughs> Fuck. I was trying to say something big and lightning and all this other shit too. <laughs> nah. Um. To answer your question, Knox. I think for me, kind of in that same vein of, just like you were saying about like you know, if it's a black person in history, it means they have not been celebrated either wholly or truthfully to who they really were, their accomplishments of or what they really fought for. I think for me it's it's very difficult for me to try to pinpoint it onto one person. But what I do want to see is for whatever people get a chance to educate themselves on, whoever it is or whatever community or group within that the 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 scope that is the entirety of black history, which has to do with black entertainers, black athletes, black philosophers, black artists, black contemporaries, all of those people I think the the critical thing to me is that they tell the story fully. Mm. They tell the story honestly. Mm. They don't tell it with some agenda to pacify or to maintain a status quo. Mm. They tell the story how those people lived their lives the way that they lived their lives. Because I think if we, 
even if we kept going consistently on Black History Month, if we treated it properly, I think it would do proper good. If those 28 days a month, excuse me, 28 days in that month for the year, if non-black folks and black folks really got a chance to learn about, and not just recycling niggas, but like really looking at the full spectrum and the full stories and the full context behind black folks and all these different black folks to learn about that you should be educating yourself about anyway. Mm. But we gonna, gonna keep that pushing. Um, I think that we would really be able to, one, see some proper benefits into black liberation, which Black History Month should be about in the first place. Mm. But two, I think that black folks would get a chance to decolonize even faster. Yes. I think that we wouldn't have those same roots in internalized racism or internalized misogyny or these or these things that we have to put so much effort and fucking work into unlearning in order to get closer to who we really are and in turn closer to our community. So regardless of you guys listening, since I know for you, y'all be wrapping Black History Month up, but reflect and think about with the people that I learned about, did I properly put the time in to learn the full scope? Did I just post a quote or did I do my own fucking research? Mm. Did I depend on black people and require them to educate me? Or did I take it into my own hands to understand my proximity to the issues that affect the black community, mm. but also uphold the things that spark black joy? Did I contribute to only wanting to hear about black people in a context of trauma? Or did I support that black business, that black artist, motherfucking Meg the Stallion? <laughs> did I do those things that Black History Month should really be about? Or did I simply contribute to his pacification of the black experience? Yeah. I think those are things that you need to sit with and think about. Because Absolutely. As the month is over, just because them 28 days is wrapping up doesn't mean you got 365 more in the future mm -mm. to make it right. That's facts. I want to change my answer. Go ahead. Don King. Ooh, okay. Why you say <laughs> okay? You won't say why or the same reason. Okay, thank you for listening to The Revolution Will Be Harmonized. I'm Cameron Lavi Jones from King Youngblood. And as always with my co-host. Stay safe, Knox. Okay. <laughs> Jaden <laughs> Jaden Grayson. Cut the tape. Happy Black History Month, niggas. <laughs>
I start to realize all this time's created some tension I forgot to mention I think I think you crave the attention That is iffy, as if I couldn't already tell And I, I start to realize all this time Created some tension I forgot to mention I think you crave the attention La da 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 I think you crave the attention Temple. 
Not simple, complex, grab a pencil No stencil, freehand, instrumental No sample, freestyle, you just ramble Get trampled, stampede in the landfill Don't gamble, words hot like the mantle Get cancelled, won't change for the man, no I am who I am, so But how can I love anybody else before I love myself? Can I love anybody else before I love myself? I will always go with the flow. I'll always take it real. I'll always take it real slow.
She was so sublime, super fine She was never lying Strutting in the hills or her slides Either way, eyes on her every single day Week, year, everyone wondering how she does it With no fear of that confidence Was it heaven sent? Does it come within? Does it come run out? I don't know, she'll just have them running out and in And they want to sin, talking deadly sin with Mrs. Lady I don't understand why she hit them like Sometimes a problem 
you gave to me I can't stop questioning Oh God of love, peace and mercy Why so much suffering I pray for the world, it gets worse to me Wonder if you listen people go, why do they go, why don't you choose me, but someday I know I'm gonna go, I hope you're waiting for me. Instead, drop it off 
Pick a number, my love, my love, my love, pick a number. 